Al Anderson Afternoons, the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. Coming up, CGOB's Voice of the Bombers, Bob Irving, on why Andrew Harris won't be the most outstanding Canadian. We'll chat with the co-founders of a new concept to Winnipeg retail. It's called Table Space and Alan Castell from Winnipeg's Alpha Technologies on beefing up your security. Please rate the podcast. Please subscribe to the podcast. And now, the podcast. is the voice of the Bombers, and he joins us on the phone now. Good afternoon, Bob. Hello, Al. How are you? I'm excellent. Well, what do you? Well, I'm I am excellent today, but I'm upset about Andrew Harris. This situation for people just tuning in. Explain what's going on, and then I want to get your reaction here. Well, the uh, nine teams in the CFL nominate players uh, for each of the outstanding player categories in the CFL, and the nominees from each team were announced today. In the six categories, most outstanding player, best defensive player, top Canadian, special teams player, rookie of the year, and best offensive lineman. And the Bomber nominees were Willie Jefferson as most outstanding player and best defensive player, Mike Miller as top Canadian and top special teams player, Kenny Lawler as top rookie, and Stanley Bryant as best offensive lineman. And the voting, Hal, is done by four members of the reporters, football reporters of Canada, four media members, and coach Mike O'Shea. So there's five votes, and the head coach gets a vote, and we vote on each of the categories. Right. Here in Winnipeg, five votes. You and Coach O'Shea yep. both said on the coaches show the other night that you were going to vote for Andrew Harris. So that means the other three votes, all newspaper writers, correct? Uh, no, two of them are, are newspaper writers. Ted Wyman of the Winnipeg Sun wrote a column today in the yep. sun explaining why he uh, he did not vote for andrew harris so there's uh, the two newspaper reporters and uh all oh, right uh, yeah tsn's got it tsn's got to yeah. vote too so but yep. what this means though and this is why some people are holding their nose a bit over this that would mean the other three votes aside from you and coach o'shea would have had to vote uh for the nominee who is uh, a special teamer, um, uh, uh, gosh, help me with the name, uh, My- Mike, Miller. Miller. Mike Miller. Mike Miller. Yep. Sorry, it slipped my mind there. And uh, and that's why some people are saying, well, what's up here? Because the other three votes would have had to vote for Miller, right? Well, okay, let me say this. I don't know. The league counts the votes. And so if uh, Mike O'Shea and I voted for Andrew Harris, uh, if the other three voters had each voted for a different Canadian, then uh, the way the votes are counted, to my understanding, is Harris would have gotten a nomination as top Canadian because he'd have received two votes and the others would have received one. Say it's Nick Dembski, uh, Mike Miller, and Jake Thomas for sake of argument. Uh, my belief is that the other three votes went to Mike Miller uh, unless, you know, there was two voted for Miller and then, like, we always have to list a second candidate in the voting so who's your first choice who's your second choice so i'm right. not sure how deep into counting the ballots they went so you know i don't want to assume that sure. at all because I, you know i want to keep this as yeah. accurate as we can yeah, as yeah, we can sure. make it and look and mike miller is that he's had an excellent year 
Um, you know, he's been named the team's special teams player of the year. Yep. So it's not a stretch to suggest that, you know, he could also be considered, uh, you know, the top Canadian on the team for those who decided they weren't going to vote for Andrew Harris. I mean, there's no question that Andrew Harris is the best Canadian player on this team. And I think the most outstanding player, the question then becomes, will you vote for him? And uh, three of the voters of the five decided they weren't going to vote for Andrew Harris. Yeah. And, you know, Ted Wyman is a part of the uh, Bomber broadcast from the Winnipeg Sun a lot, and and he did write a column, and and he basically said, listen, the guy tested positive. That's the bottom line here for him, and that's why he could not vote for Harris. Let me ask you this, Bob. Why did you vote for Harris? Why Why did Andrew Harris get your vote? Explain. Well, my position is very simple, Hal, and look, we're all entitled to our opinion on this. Uh, Andrew Harris has had a phenomenal career. He's never had any sort of an issue with the law or with testing positive or drugs. He's a model in the community. Uh, you know, he's, uh, he's a terrific team player. The players on the club all have enormous respect for him. And my feeling simply is that And I also believe in something called reasonable doubt. Right. And when the suspension was announced for Andrew Harris, and he said he felt it was a tainted substance supplement that had caused the positive drug test, as I recall, most of us in the media, including the ones who vote on the awards, uh, more or less thought, yeah, that's believable. You know, we can, you know, we can cut the guy some slack because we know what a, you know, what a hard worker he is and how he trains his head off and all the rest of it. So, I just decided in my mind, Andrew Harris was suspended for two games. He lost two game checks. Yep. Uh, he suffered a hit to his reputation. His reputation has been tainted by the very fact that he tested positive. I just didn't feel he deserved to be punished and punished any further. That's simply the way I looked at it. You know, he's, he did the crime and he did the time. And so now I'm going to look at his body of work this season I don't believe, and I said from the outset that I believe his explanation. So if I believe his explanation, mm-hmm. then I'm hardly I'm hardly not going to vote for him, right? Yeah. I mean, if I believe his explanation, I believe what he's accomplished, he accomplished without the use of performance-enhancing substances. So I voted for him. Simple as that. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's not complicated the way I viewed it. Obviously, others viewed it differently. Sure, and that's and that's fine. And then and yeah. and those voters are allowed to look at it however they want. I'll just put this out here as something I thought about after this all went down here at around eleven o'clock this morning. He mm-hmm. did. He was suspended for two games. So I say that was the penalty. He paid it. You can argue whether or not he deserved it or not, or whether you believe him or not. I do. I choose to believe him, as you do, Bob. But you could say, hey, he lost two games, so take those two games out of the mix. That's the penalty. He paid it, and he still deserves to be our most outstanding Canadian nominee, doesn't he? Well, that's the way I look at it. it you know, very simply, that's that's my view. He's he's paid a price. He's paid, a, and I think a heavy price too. Yep. Uh, and now and now he's paying even more of a heavy price. And again, those who don't necessarily believe him. Uh, I guess are are getting you know their pound of flesh, mm-hmm. uh, and and I just don't think. And, and here's the thing: I, I guess how those of us in Winnipeg, and certainly I've gotten to know Andrew Harris a little better. I, you know, I watched him all those years out in Vancouver. I know he's a Winnipeg kid and all the rest of it. But after spending the last three years kind of around him, being at practice every day, interviewing him, uh, chatting with him occasionally, 
uh, I've really come to admire and respect him. Uh, and so I'm influenced by that. And, and I admit it, I'm influenced by that. And so, again, I, I just said to myself, hey, this guy's already had his name dragged through the dirt. And yes, he's responsible for making sure what he puts in his body is clean. I get that. I won't argue that for a minute. But in my view, uh, he's paid his price and he's had a fantastic season and I'm going to vote for him. (laughs) You know, it's, it's, it's pretty cut and dried in my view. And by the way, uh, Miller has uh, issued a prepared statement. He says, I will accept the Canadian nomination on Andrew's behalf, but I do so reluctantly and while completely disagreeing with his omission. So even Mike Miller, uh, you know, says it should be Andrew Harris. Well, and you'd expect Harris's teammates to support him here. And I know they do, Hal. You know, the day he announced that he was being suspended and had tested positive, there were many Blue Bomber players who came into the room, the press conference room where he made the announcement, to show their support. As I Mm. say, he's a highly respected and admired teammate. And again, that's what you'd expect teammates to do. So uh, it doesn't surprise me that – and look – I knew that if Harris didn't get the nomination as top Canadian, whatever Bomber did was going to kind of roll his eyes and and say, you guys got to be kidding. You mean mm-hmm. you didn't you didn't vote for Andrew Harris? He's our best Canadian far and away. And never mind yeah. what happened back in July. He's already he's already been penalized for that. What are mm-hmm. you penalizing him again for? So yeah. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised at Mike Miller's reaction. And Mike's a, he's a real stand up guy, too. Mm-hmm. And he's had a terrific year. So, yeah, well, I'm surprised. I'm, I'm, I'm sad about it. I'm surprised, but, uh, I think, uh, I think overwhelmingly bomber fans, uh, will be upset about this, but I guess we'll see before I let you go, Bob, when will we get the official confirmation from coach O'Shea that Zach Calaris will be the starting quarterback? When will we hear that? Well, let's see. They play on November the 10th. So I would guess (laughs) probably November the 9th. How's that? And do you have any predictions, Bob, where's this game going to be? What do you think? I think it's going to be in Calgary. I think the Stampeders will beat BC on Saturday night. And that will, uh, and I also think Saskatchewan will beat Edmonton. And that will mean the Bombers are playing the November 10th West semifinal in Calgary. That's what I believe all will right. happen. And I think will happen, but I'm going to watch on sure. Saturday just to be sure. Yeah, we're all going to watch. And you know what, Bob, I said, I'm out of time, but I got to say this. I said to somebody in the newsroom the other day, I said, you know, all those years when things were going well, we thought this is the year and it didn't happen. Wouldn't it be crazy if everything that's gone wrong up until now, this is the year the drought ends, Bob. Well, those three teams, Hal, Calgary, Saskatchewan, and Winnipeg, are so evenly matched that anything could happen. Bob Irving, the voice of the Bombers. Thank you, pal. Appreciate it. Uh, Okay, Hal. There he goes, enjoying his bye week. Bob Irving. All right, we're into the 2 o'clock hour. Um, If you listen to the show on a regular basis, you know I have a real entrepreneurial side. I have an entrepreneurial spirit. And um, I was uh, driving down Osborne a while ago, and I saw a new sign, and it said table space, table space. And my wife, Jackie, was with me, and I said, what's that all about? She goes, oh, I saw that on Instagram, and we have the co-founders here of table space at 196 Osborne, Andrea Tiopo, and also Rachel Dufresne. Guys, thanks a lot for coming in. Thank you for having us. Yeah. Congratulations. Uh, This isn't a new idea, but it's a new idea for Winnipeg. And and Rachel, what is it called? Co-working? 
Yes, Hal, it's called co-working. Um, so we saw this idea in a couple other cities across Canada, and we thought that it was a space that uh, Winnipeg really needed. Yeah, mm-hmm. and because you can't go to a coffee shop now without seeing people with their laptops and working, and how do you have a meeting in a coffee shop? People do it, but this mm-hmm. is much better. Andrea, so basically if I want to take my laptop, I'm self-employed, I want to have a place where I can work, or maybe I want to take a meeting, I do it at table space. Exactly. We provide Wi-Fi, we have coffee, we have the space, we've also got phone booths and printing, so we kind of have everything that you need to to take meetings, to work, and to do all that stuff. And this is a real new trend in in retail, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. So it's, um, it's newer in Winnipeg, for sure. Like, the concept is has been around for many years, but we decided that, you know, that there is such a big need for something like this in Winnipeg. And so yeah. we decided to join forces early this year and and put together this project. Yeah. And yeah. I and I agree there is a real need for this. Yeah. Is, is it an expensive proposition? You don't have to go into your price list or anything, Rachel, but is it fairly inexpensive to take a meeting? Is it by the hour? How does it work? Yeah. So our whole idea is we wanted to make um, the idea of having a space to be able to excel your business and ex- at an accessible rate. Mm-hmm. So um, our monthly uh, full-time rate started $199 for you to be able to really find a space to excel your business. So for under $200 a month, that's kind of home base, eh? Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, we also offer hourly meeting room rates. Um, and then you can go, if you're become more established, go up to our dedicated desk where you can get a desk just for you, or you, we also have private offices. And Andrea, I was checking out the website, which is tablespace.ca, yes. and I'll, I'll mention the address, 196 Osborne, I, but I was on the website today, and I know wellness is a real big part of what you guys do too mm-hmm. as well, right? Yeah, so our big focus um, is wellness, so our more so holistic entrepreneurship. So we offer wellness classes as well. We do have events um, after hours. So after we close at 6 p.m., we do have events that we put on to really bring that holistic uh, style to entrepreneurship. Yeah. Yeah. I I love it. I think it's a great idea. How has it been? How long have you been around now and how's it been going? Exactly one month. Exactly one month. One month today. We opened September 30th. Wow. And and how's it going, (laughs) Rachel? It's been great. We've had a lot of um, support from the community. Um, always busy. Our first few days were incredibly busy and um, we're just so excited to keep it up um, and have Mm -hmm. people join us for our social events, our workshops and working during the day. I love this idea and I'm really happy you brought it to Winnipeg because I think there is a real Mm -hmm. need out there. There's lots of like students I'm sure are are really using this. Oh yeah. So every Friday we actually offer 40% off for students. Hmm. Um, So 40% off their day pass. Right. Yeah. 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 I love the idea. Um, and uh, you fa- can I ask what city you saw this in or where you saw this? Because uh, it, it is sort of an interesting and, and in, retail is changing. We've talked about that a lot. Yeah. Right. You know, uh, you're not seeing stores as much because people are buying stuff online. And I mm-hmm. think a lot of these commercial buildings now in our city are going to get used by, yes, doctors and lawyers and, you know, uh, professions where you need to go in. Mm-hmm. But stuff like this, too. Right. I mean, this is a, a no brainer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, So we saw it. um, I was working kind of in more in the corporate world before this, and I was working a lot in Toronto. And so um, there's many spaces like that out out in Toronto. And so kind of replicated some of the um, concepts they Mm -hmm. had out there. Yeah. Andrea Tiopo and Rachel Dufresne, thank you guys for coming in. Really appreciate it. It's called Tablespace, tablespace tablespace.ca. It's at 196 Osborne. Everybody can have an office and a place to work. It's called co-working, and it's new to Winnipeg. 
Alan Castell from Winnipeg's Alpha Technologies. He comes on once in a while. We tell uh, we talk technology. And uh, you and I, Al's here now. Al, good to see you. Good to see you. Uh, you and I have been talking about talking about security, and mm-hmm. so let's do it now because you were you live in St. James. I do. And you were telling Malika about the cameras and the security that you have at your home. Absolutely, yeah. And you haven't seen anybody, nobody's tried to get into your home, but you have actual video of people checking your doors and snooping around. And And I just last Friday added a piece to that whole system because I saw people moving around in my yard the next day. Yeah. So what I added was some wireless sensors on my gates because I have a fence all the way around my yard. And I also have these kind of street lights, you know, that are there for decoration. So I mm. threw some 60-watt LED bulbs in each of them, three of them each, and I set a trigger so that when the gates are triggered after sunset. So, somebody, after sunset, op- so if somebody opens your gate. Front gate or back gate. So there's one on each one. After sunset, which changes, so I don't have to set a time. Yeah. As soon as it gets dark, it turns on all the lights in the yard. And it also records with a front camera or a back camera that incident, that that somebody delivering my newspaper, and I can show you, yeah. delivering, bringing pizza at 1130 at night for my right. son. I have the lights coming on when they open up the gate, and cameras now record everything, and then turn off after a period of time when the gate is closed. So if it's somebody that's not supposed to be there, they're gone. Those lights come on, and chances are they bolt. They're out mm-hmm. of there. They don't want uh, any well, trouble. Well, and if it's after a time. Right. So on top of it, so that's happening in normal time. Mm-hmm. Once it's 11 o'clock at night... If the same thing happens, lights come on, camera records, but my phone gets a special notification sound that goes off on my phone. It doesn't yeah. matter what time it is. Right. And I now know somebody's in my yard. Okay. So let's talk about this because this is one of the things you guys do at Alpha Technologies. Yes. You do security. You do lots of stuff, but you do, you're sort of an IT, you know, you don't need an IT guy. You need Alpha Technologies, but you do security. The price on this stuff has really come down Absolutely. In, in recent time, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Especially so what, if it's so relative. So what would it cost for a couple of kids? Like if, if somebody was a, a DIYer and they wanted to do it themselves, a couple of cameras. Well, and it's funny. We're getting a lot of that. We're getting a lot of these guys because it's wireless and you don't have to start drilling holes in your walls and that, that it now becomes much more affordable for us to program it, do the, the, the lifting in the beginning for people. Because then, and give them instruction on how do you put these on your doors, where do you put your motion sensor. You're coming in under $1,000 for a system with, with the sensors and the base. And, and I'm saying that, Hal, because you, if you buy a $300 alarm system, yeah. you're getting a $300 alarm system that you will do the job, right. but it probably won't be able to expand to your needs. And as you've seen over the time we've been on here... Mm. My system has grown and changed based upon the needs. I think I told you a story about I got stepdaughters that were going after each other's clothes. I put sensors in, and now I know anytime that happens. So, <laughs> Come on, really? So I'm dead serious. I came in one time, and they were arguing because one had missing 13 items of clothing. I, I'm kidding you not. And I'm like, okay, girls, that's enough. I'm putting sensors in because their phones, the house knows when they're home. It's geofenced. So when they're home, nothing what happens. Is ge- Let me stop you. What's geofenced? So mean? geofenced means that your device, that that the system's aware of where your device is. So mm. I've got a circle around my property that I draw on a Google map, and when anybody in the house that is using the system comes within that range, certain things can happen. So in this case, when the girls are home, nothing happens when their doors open and close. But if one of them goes out, as soon as she leaves that house area. And if the other one opens her door, she gets a push notification to her phone telling her that her door has been opened. It has not happened again. <laughs> it's beautiful. That's fantastic. So the fact that you can do that with yeah. the system, and it ties into my home automation. As I said, I'm turning lights on with this system. Right. 
I have something. You don't that, have to be home to do that. You're no. using your phone halfway across the country, right? Absolutely. I mean, I, as you know, I go skiing a lot, so I like to be able to check things in. And, and when I was getting married, I had a bunch of people that were out there. My neighbor, bless his heart, was was bringing my mail in and feeding my cat. Well, he brought the mail in, but he the house was now armed, and he set the alarm off, and it went off in my helmet as I'm skiing down the backside of Lake Louise. And I stop on the hill and I pull out my phone and I could see the pictures that were taken of him. And I knew it was him right away. Yeah. I stopped the alarm. I didn't have to have a, you know, police attend because I knew exactly what had happened. I reset it myself huh. and on we went. So it's really flexible that way. So for a thousand bucks, somebody can get really nicely set up at home. Mm-hmm. Less than that, but you also get what you pay for. But yep. you, you would say a thousand dollars is a good starting point. It's a good it, system. Yeah. yeah. Now, whether you're paying, you know, installments, as I've yeah. seen, or whether you're right. paying for it up front, you're going to be less per month for monitoring. Yeah. And in a lot of cases, I believe firmly that monitoring yourself and your own home first is most important because we've all come from somebody phoning us saying, hey, your alarm's gone off. Sensor two and four have gone off and they're like waiting, get your passcode out of your wallet first and foremost. And then you're now wanting to know what are those sensors. And by this time it's almost too late. Yeah. When mine goes off, my neighbor gets a notification, my wife, my son, myself, Mm. I could have my staff. If I go out of town, I can add you for example, and have you check my house out in case something goes on. Right. But the ability to check in on your own place and know your own house and then apply that to I don't have parties at my house because the house knows day-to-day activity. And I tell my kids, when I go skiing, if you have a bunch of people crossing past sensors, it literally sends me a message that says, your house has unusual activity. Would you like to check that out? If I do, I can see that there's 10 legs have gone by those sensors when only two usually do. Mm -hmm. So it's actually very preventative in your own home situations as well as, yeah. Right. And we're talking about, you know, more property crime now. And I mean, this is a small investment to ensure your family's safety, but let's skip over to business now because business is doing this. We're hearing about these liquor store robberies, right? Yes. Uh, as you look at the liquor store situation, I don't want you to speak on this if you don't want to, but... We, what can we, we do? Yeah, because we're getting pictures of these people. We're getting pictures, and it's not helping with the situation any, you know, or any advice for business, generally speaking. I, the only thing that I disagree with in this is that I think one of the statements I read that says they have high-definition cameras and we have footage... And if you look at the footage, these are younger people that are tightening up their hoodies and you, you've got a shot of, uh, of, a, of a pie plate of their face and that's it. Yeah. There is no hair. There's no. And when you have a camera and if you look in the liquor commissions, the cameras are up high. So the angle that they're actually getting isn't great. In my eyes, the people on the ground that are just saying, OK, well, at least I'm going to get recordings of this bad behavior. To me, that that footage is far more valuable at identification than anything that you're getting from any camera that we have sold. I mean, I, I couldn't zoom in as good as from me to you with video shots. So that's the only part I disagree with. And I don't think that the safety factor that I have seen, and this is my opinion yep, again, sure. that people that are running into a store to grab a bunch of stuff and get out really are being that concerned with who's filming them because they all know that somebody is. Yep. So I think that's been taken into account coming in. But to hide in a corner... You know, uh, where's the deterrent in this? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, and that's the issue, right? This is what we're we're all trying to figure out, and and uh, and I don't know. 
what the answer is. Uh, we got to figure this out, though. It's uh, it's crazy. Consumers distributing. I mean, unfortunately, you, you there's so you many. Would, you would think that's it. I mean, you're a business it guy. It used to be like that, yeah. though. You know, me, I, I mean, I put in a double locked door. Look at jewelry stores. They have a let you in type of situation. You don't want to do that with the volume of liquor commission customers you have because it becomes a deterrent. I mean, to mm-hmm. the client, to your good clients. Yeah. So, but, but I mean... A vestibule would be good that you could lock somebody up, but then what if you trap somebody on the way in? Yeah. Unless you have a separate in and out. And if you have a separate in and out, then you're only locking up the bad guys as long as you're making mm-hmm. sure you trigger that. Then again, for what purpose? If we don't prosecute and if we don't yeah. move it down the system, the deterrent yeah. becomes 24 hours, we keep you and then we cut you loose. Right. It's got to start a parenting. And then another thing I wanted to touch on today, and this might be something we talk more about when we have more time because we're almost out of time, but you and I have discussed areas of town that have a lot of situations happening, right? Whether Mm -hmm. it's crime or assaults or whatever it is. Well, when they touched home with me as well, yeah. Right. You feel like cameras might be a great deterrent in areas where there's a lot of that kind of stuff happening. Well, and I think I had an incident that happened to a very close friend of mine, and it was a serious one downtown. and. I, at that time, we were actually doing some camera systems for a large property manager here. So I had an idea of the of the cost, the price of, of doing a bunch of installations. And it was very close to what a police officer's salary would be for a year with overtime, et cetera. And I thought, okay, we, we have guys walking through these dangerous areas or patrolling these dangerous areas, but it's a, as long as they're in there, it's safe, but there's no, you know, there's nothing left. And so putting in in, in the Central Park, and I'll use Central Park as an example, in mm-hmm. problem area downtown, and is yeah. known problem area. Right. If you were to put a police officer's salary's worth of equipment into that area with some lights that were triggered based upon motion or things happening, I guarantee you that you would have a deterrent if you made it very clear to everybody that we are doing this. Not using it as an after the fact, but being proactive and saying, we're going to start to protect the areas. We're going to put our resources into the areas that we know we have bad situations going on. And that property, that those items are there to provide safety to the to the neighborhood. And if the neighborhood starts believing in that and starts to come out, then your biggest deterrent, which is other people, now starts to to be what's using those parks versus you know what's going on now. So no, I do firmly believe. And in Ottawa, years ago, they did an experiment with cameras and lights that were triggered in an area that had similar problems. Their problems effectively went away. And that's kind of where I started thinking about it was years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Al, thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Alan Castell, Alpha Technologies. Hal Anderson Afternoons, the podcast, is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere you find your favorite podcasts.